Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything Top Fives. I'm Joey Parati, and I'm Sean Day. And uh, today we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting you in the face with some lists, um, so you better watch out because uh, it's coming and it's coming violently. But before we get to that, Shawnee, how are you doing, sir? Great, man. I'm getting I'm ready to get hit in the face with some lists right now. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, I'm doing very very good right now. Um, yeah, it's been an exciting week, I would say. Uh, it was my birthday this last weekend, so... Happy birthday, sir. Yeah, and we, we were just talking before. I went to Burbank to go to the uh, food truck night over there. So it was cool. They had, like, different food trucks and different types of food. There was actually a Filipino uh, food truck, which surprised me because I'm half Filipino. Nice. But the one place I really uh, did like and I tried was Baby's Badass Burgers. And, uh, dude, their burgers are delicious. I had a barbecue bacon burger with some, like, uh, steak fries. Oh, so oh my God. Next time I come to visit, will you, uh, will you take me there? Yes. Oh, yes. But the Will you whisk is, me away to the, to the burger joint? <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is they're, only, they're a food truck only um, kind of uh, business. So you can't awesome. have to catch, catch them on the different nights and see if you can uh, find them and try their burgers. So That's, that's so cool. Yeah, I so that. I guess that would be my beginning shout out for for this episode. But right uh, on, Joe, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Um, yeah, I uh, I recently I was I walked into the house and I kicked the the leg of our table and I completely destroyed our coffee table. I was <laughs> much stronger than I realized. And um, so last Saturday was spent going here, going there, going all over. Um, searching for a coffee table, uh, and we did not find one because they're not cheap. I have found, oh, um, yeah. and we were like, okay, let's look at the one. Like, what if we just rebought that one? It's from IKEA, or like four years ago. That one's forty five dollars. Um, forty five dollars. I was like sold, and then I went to yeah. to buy it, and they were like, okay, shipping that comes to two hundred dollars. I was like, whoa, what? So this last <laughs> weekend, uh, we took a drive to Palo Alto. And went That's to Ikea. Cool. And I was, I, I hate Ikea. Um, <laughs> it's like it's if, like a maze. if uh, it's a maze, but it's also like if Target's College Essentials collection was an entire store <laughs> itself, you know? Like, oh, yeah, all that looks good. But when I sit on it, I, I, don't, I don't care for it. Um, <laughs> it's funny because uh, like half the furniture in my, house, or my apartment right now is, is Ikea furniture. Yeah, you're you're totally right with like the kind of like the Target brand college section. <laughs> but I, I got college t- essentials. Yeah, college <laughs> essentials. But I got I got to tell you for the price and I guess the uh, I mean before it used to be a nightmare trying to put those things together, but I, th- I think they've gotten better at like packaging everything, having a, a, lo- a couple extra pieces in there now mm-hmm. and every now and then. Um, oh, and it's pure like Lego instructions for adults. It's oh, yeah. fantastic. There are get... no words on those instructions. <laughs> Just pictures. Because they'd be in Swedish. <laughs> but uh, I've had some crazy ups and downs with like, because I, I had to, one time I had to exchange a shelf because I bought the shelf and I, th- I think I wrote down the wrong number. So it was like a bigger shelf than I thought it was going to be. Oh, no. So I had to go like back and like uh, the return policy is pretty good. Um, I, I easily. I guess, uh, exchange it for like, you know, uh, my money back and then just went back in the place and, and made sure to correct, you know, and find the correct, uh, a shelving to replace it. Nice. But, um, yeah. Can never go wrong with Ikea. I, I read this weird thing that, um, Ikea 
uh, it's very interesting. I guess they're going to try to implement um, like solar panels and also uh, wireless charging stations into their furniture. Oh, cool. For like your phones and stuff. And I'm sure that I could see that happening where you buy like the unit like to charge your phone or whatever uh, separately. And they'll probably sell like a bunch of those. But um, yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a big one in Burbank actually. Uh, that they just built. It's like next order it. Like they close the current one or they keep that open and they like ex, you know, expanded it. Oh, wow. So I'm sure you get lost for days in that place. So We had to drive to uh, Palo Alto. Palo- oh, yeah. Palo Alto, dude. <laughs> we had to drive an hour and a half. That's one like that's right off the freeway, right? <clears throat> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's crazy. Did you try any of their food there? No. It smelled uh, good. But when they're promoting a... Hot dog for 47 cents. You're like, that can't be good. <laughs> there usually is a cafeteria. I don't know if it's in all the locations, but they have this one dish. It's like meatballs and meatballs oh, and yeah, mashed yeah. potatoes. Um, Ooh. But that's always like the thing I get if I'm like, you know, if I just end up going to the cafe there or whatever. See, I'm a picky eater to begin with. You know this about me. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just feel like if... Uh, I don't know. Something weirds me out about food from from IKEA. Like it'd be like if I don't know. It, it's it's akin to Kirkland labeled stuff where I don't totally trust. It's like you make batteries and you make potato chips. There's a drop off there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a different type of situation but yeah so we we got a we got a brand new coffee table that is the exact same coffee table that we had (laughs) um and i wound up getting a shelf it's pretty cool um so i finally have my record player out in the living room and the all the vinyl is on display and organized so awesome i'm really excited yeah that's cool dude yeah so we've just been putting on records and like cooking dinner and like it's, it's nice it's really nice um but yeah so that's been my week um, awesome. Yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we get to some lists, sir? Yes. Let's get to the lists. Right. Well, birthday boy, uh, it's totally up to you. Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. I'll, I'll shoot this All one right. to you, man. Uh, top five favorite donut flavors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my top five favorite donut flavors are a lot like my favorite rapper. Oh, okay. Dylon. Dylon, 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 and Dylon because I spit hot fire. Um, I love chocolate donuts, man. I can't get yeah. enough of them. Just the regular chocolate. I will say chocolate old fashioned as well. Oh yeah, like I like chocolate old fashioned before I liked regular chocolate. Yeah, like the glazed, um, the glazed and the glazed old fashioned or whatever. And chocolate glazed is. Okay, oh, now you're talking. All right, glazed is good. Okay, all right, all right. I, I might, I might be able to squeeze five out of this one. So, um, chocolate number one, glaze number two, specifically, and I don't care for Krispy Kreme always because they're a little too rich. But Krispy Kreme glazed, and if you put that in the fridge first and oh. eat like a nice icy glaze, mm, uh, <laughs> then I'm gonna go with apple fritter. Ooh, yes. Uh, let's go sugar donut. Ooh, I'm feeling saucy, and then <laughs> a uh, and then a chocolate old fashioned. Nice. Yeah. Damn the sugar donut. I remember getting those <laughs> like every time I my like family would go and get donuts from the local donut shop. Uh, that was like the one. There's like you know a couple that were the same like you know old fashioned donut or 
like a chocolate donut, but then there'd be like that one random sugar donut. And I, I usually get saved to like last or whatever, but I always yeah. like enjoyed those. And I know it's like full on sugar, <laughs> like coated. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. That's a yeah. good list, dude. I know, I, I, I know you too much, man. I, I knew you were going to have a uh, chocolate donut. <laughs> as your number chocolate one. is, I just love it. What are your top five favorite donuts? Um, man, I always gravitate towards uh, for my number one the maple bar donut. Ooh, I just oh, this, I forgot all about maple. I know it's such an interesting taste and flavor, and like, it's one of those that I can enjoy. Like, I don't, I can't have too many of them. I would say, like, I can have a lot of chocolate donuts, a lot of old fashioned donuts. Oh yeah, but the maple maple bar is like the savory. Like, I gotta save this and. And cherish or whatnot. So, with every bite, I guess. But um, <laughs> so that's my number one. Uh, going to the list number two is the chocolate glazed donut. So kind of, I Hell guess I'm yeah. thinking like the Krispy Kreme one too. Like the it's the glaze and they put the chocolate on top. Uh, number three, I have apple fritter, which uh, I think ours match on that one. Yes, for the apple fritter. Um, apple fritters where, just, and they're a good time. They're a good time, and a lot of places make them like very different, like with bigger chunks of apple in it. Yeah, or like more glaze on it. Um, man, I'm just thinking about there's a right now. there's a place uh, next time you come uh, over. There's a place in Pacific Grove called uh, Pavel's. It's a bread shop, but their pastries are gigantic. Their apple fritter is the size of a Mac. What? Like seriously? No, I mean probably I'm probably exaggerating, but they're huge. Well, <laughs> they're really big. Maybe one night um, after a day of dr- or a night of drinking, we will just conquer one of those donuts <laughs> together. That sounds fantastic. You ever been to a place like there's a place in the city? I'm sure they've got them in LA. Uh, you get donuts the size of cakes. I've seen those, but you know what? I haven't. I haven't like actually been in front of one. Or oh I know there's God. probably a, a couple places, yeah, in LA that might might sell it. Um, I've had one. You had one. It took me minutes. <laughs> is it like a full-on donut inside there? Is it? Is there like yeah, yeah. Or? It's no, it's a donut through and through. It's amazing. What? I wonder how they cook that, like to to make it hold its shape and. I don't. Form, it's I guess. a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know what? Actually, I've never made donuts from scratch either. So that could be another project in itself. Yeah, that but would be good. I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. Nothing could top the little corner donut shops. In our local neighborhoods. <laughs> donut holes. Donut holes. Dude, I didn't even have that on my list. I'm throwing donut holes in, in, into number two. Goodbye, sugar donut. <laughs> yeah. There's my list. <laughs> Dang, donut holes, dude. Well, for my last two, I had old-fashioned and then uh, chocolate sprinkles, like kind of the uh, yeah. uh, chocolate donut. But I don't know. I Sometimes when there's like a good place that sells good donut holes... I, I might end up just getting a bag of those because they're just donut holes are like the popcorn chicken of the pastry world. <laughs> Very true. You, know? you can't get enough of them. You, you want to like, you know, save those couple bites or whatever, but then all of a sudden you just go through the whole bag. So <laughs> it's true. Um, Oh my God. I love donut holes. I want, I want a whole I, box of them. I, want, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> oh man. Why are you doing this to me? I don't know. I was I was thinking donuts. I had a, I had some donuts on my birthday, so oh I was, nice. I woke up and I was like, oh man, I want some donuts right now. <laughs> and right so I, I went to my local donut shop, which is just off the corner, and 
what's cool is like, yeah, that's what I think the kind of the thing with donut shops too. Like your, I guess your, um, if you have a local place that you've been going to, like when you're younger or a new place you've kind of picked up, uh, donut shops are a cool thing in itself. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you remember a uh, Royal Pen Donuts Royal in Pen Coma? Do- yeah, I do. Royal Pen that Donuts. Places. Um, what was that one? I remember this one in Pacifica where I used to live, but oh, I can't remember what it was called. My grandparents used to call it the sticky, sticky bun shop. <laughs> That's what they used to. <laughs> and they would tell me stories of like how they would, uh, uh, you know, on in my stroller they would, you know, walk me there or whatever. Um, That's so cool. So yeah, so, yeah, donuts have definitely been a part of my life, and I can never get enough of them. So. <laughs> So right that's on. yeah, that's the top five from from myself. Uh, another food filled one as well. <laughs> I can never love can, a good. Yeah, I always end up going back to food though for some reason. <laughs> that ain't bad. That ain't a bad thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> you ready for my list? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, Shawnee, you are an an excellent musician, but I always knew you first as a guitarist. Um, even though you've mastered so many other kinds of things in the music world. What are your top five favorite guitars? Guitars. Ooh, man. Yeah. It's, does that have to be a t- particular brand or like model, I guess, or I would go model model. Okay. Yeah. Let's go model. Uh, I'm a fender guy through and through. I, I own a couple fender guitars. Uh, one that has really got me over the last couple of years is the Fender Telecaster. Um, such a interesting and kind of uh, clean and, and bright sound it, it, it creates with the uh, uh, with that kind of tone that it has in the in the in the pickups and yeah it's a it's a great guitar and it's perfect for the type of music for for lots of types of music but if you want something as far as as a guitar that really shines and really um, kind of uh, I don't know, you could just hear every little detail on it, and I feel like it picks up very well. And that's the thing, like, a lot of guitars have so many different characteristics, and you can kind of describe sound and the, I guess, the timbre of it um, in very similar ways, but there's something about it when you play it. Uh, it really does resonate with me. So that's going to be nice. my number one, because I just, that's, that's the cool. only guitar I'm playing right now. Uh, number two, the, the Fender Stratocaster. But I guess I'll shout out to another guitar that I have is a Fender Fat Strat, which has a double humbucker, um, which gets really nice and chunky sounds when you you know play the uh, bridge pickups. Um, yeah, and if there's a color, the color that I have is like a seafoam kind of green color. Yeah, um, and that's always, like the most punk rock guitar. It is, dude. So yeah, the uh, Fender Fat Strat. Um, so that's number two. Number three... Uh, I could say I've played some, uh, I've played my uncle Mel's, uh, 19, I think it's a 1976 Les Paul. And I mean, that thing is just like butter on your fingers. Uh, it is such a, those guitars are amazingly, I mean, they're just amazing. And the quality and, uh, the quality and the way it delivers as far as, you know, being a long lasting instrument is, um, it's unreal, and that's how you know they've gotten their reputation with those guitars. 
Um, but playing that particular year and model and being able to like see a guitar that can last that long and still produce, you know, such a incredible sound. Um, yeah, that's, that's number three on there. Cool. Uh, number four, I don't really have a particular brand. I would probably go with Gretsch, but I've always wanted a hollow body guitar and I've actually been looking at some dude. Um, nice. Not going to buy one yet, but <laughs> I've been, I've been definitely looking at it and, uh, Hollow body guitars, they just produce that kind of acoustic electric sound. You, you get that really live, um, you know, type of uh, uh, production as far as the how the strings vibrate and, you know, kind of give you that uh, kind of that twangy sound. I don't know. Some, depending on how the, the body's built and, and how the, the whole thing is shaped and what other, you know, like your bridge, if it's a floating bridge or you have a, a whammy bar attached to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, hollow body. Probably Gretsch is a is a brand I'm looking at right now. Uh, and nice. number number that's number four, right? Number five. The company that uh, the acoustic guitar that I play currently is called Crafter, and uh, the guitar uh, I bought off of uh, of our old guitar teacher, uh, Alan Hall. Alan Hall, and the great Alan Hall, the great Alan Hall. So shout out to Alan Hall if he ever listens to this podcast. Hey man, we miss you, dude. Um, How cool would that be? I'd be honored. actually that would be really cool to get him on the show sometime. If we could, oh man, if we coordinate that. Uh, That'd be amazing. Um, but he, yeah, uh, the I don't know if Crafter makes. I'm sure they still make acoustic guitars, but their acoustic guitars are their like main uh, instrument or main kind of uh, type of uh, guitar they make. But it's just such a great sound, and it's a uh, the one I currently have is acoustic electric, so it's very flexible, and you know it, it can work in both uh, indoor and you know kind of big stage environment or whatever. And yeah, it's a great guitar, dude. So those are my nice. those are my go tos. I have been always I always daydreamed about owning a uh, Gibson SG as well. Ooh, so if there was a six spot on nice. there, I'd probably get that because I just want to be like. Uh, yeah, you know, freaking ACDC and just play <laughs> play the uh, the guitar and just, like, go crazy on it, so. But always gravitated towards hollow bodies recently, especially since I'm such a Back to the Future fan and Marty McFly uh, make, always played, he played the, uh, um, one of the uh, hollow body guitars when he performed in that, playing Johnny B. Good, so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Very dude. good list. Excellent. That's a good one too, man. I, I, we 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 don't usually talk like we talk music usually, but never really kind of those things as far as instruments or. So maybe we'll have a couple of those in the future for top fives. Yeah, that was. That's a, I never oh, thought man. of those. Yeah, that was good. Cool, dude. How about yours? Uh, um, number five is a guitar I never owned, but it was like while I was learning on an acoustic before I bought an, my first electric. Yeah. Um, it was always in the display window at Duck. The oh, man, Parker P thirty eight. Oh, I yeah. remember those. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, dude. So in my head, just like that's always been like a guitar I'll never have that I probably wouldn't want now, but it's still it's just such a cool body and like you know it's got like the kind of uh, the zigzag on the on the fin. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's almost almost a Stratocaster, but then it does its own kind of thing. Did, um, did, so I always liked that. I can't remember, but did it have what kind of neck did it have? Was it like a um, a rosewood uh, neck, or was it a maple neck? That sounds about right, but I, man, it's been so long, I can't remember. Yeah, 
I, I, I was just talking to, who was I talking to recently? Um, someone was telling me about uh, uh, guitars and like the neck and the type of wood also really does affect how like the guitar really plays. And I mean, a lot of, Oh yeah. A lot, a lot of those pieces on the guitar as simple as like the wiring could be, or, or just as, you know, as there's not like that much stuff going on. Um, right. You know, a couple of electronics stuck to a piece of wood, but uh, it's the way, I guess the, the wood you choose and like the, you know, the, how it all works well together to create that sound that you get. Uh, Cause how cool would that be to like make a custom guitar? Like you pick out every little piece, dude, I, I actually, and, I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I'm, I want to get into uh, the inner workings of guitars so I could do something like that. Um, you should, man. Cause we, I still have the, we still have the Wesley, the, the, uh, a clear acrylic guitar the Wesley that we share. And I think that'd be a cool project actually for us. Cause I was thinking about, that'd swi- be a lot of fun. Yeah. I was thinking about switching the pickup on, pickups on it. So, um, yeah, we should. Oh, dude, we should, that should be a cool little summer project. We should do that. Let's do that. Um, for for our imaginary audience, the Wesley is a guitar that Sean and I went halvesies on uh, while we were in jolly old England. Uh, it's a clear guitar, so you can see all the inner workings and everything. It was. It's kind of like the Dave Grohl. Oh yeah. Uh, guitar. It's super. But yeah. it was super unique. And like when we got when we saw it, right? We were just like, whoa. Yeah, it's got like a Les Paul Junior body. Yeah, it's a little bit. Right? Yeah, it's a little smaller. Yeah. It's heavy though. I remember it was it's heavy. Very heavy. And uh, yeah, we we managed to get it across customs and back into the United yeah. States. And we've di- we've been doing this thing where we would switch off and we would like give each other the guitar uh, every now and then when we see. It each is other. time now. <laughs> it is time. Yeah, I know. I think. Well, actually, yeah, I think that would be cool. I pass it along to you, and then we can like work on it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. We could put together like a, a list of, you know, like parts that we want to replace with it or something. But the thing is, <sighs> I don't want to change it too much because it, it, I feel like it's such a, yeah. um, you know, for w- when we bought it, like it reminds me, it's such a, it's definitely a, like a, a memor- not memorabilia. What's the word am I looking for? Like, uh, it's, um, it's a memento. Memento. Yeah. Right? For like the, our time that we had in England and, uh, but also, like, man, if we just switch all those pickups, dude, we get to <laughs> real get to whale. sing, get to sing. <laughs> right on. No, I love that idea, man. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> and then we got to record an uh, EP or an album with it, dude. I know. We we should be recording more with it. Actually, it's tough yeah. when there's. Oh man, I got like there's so many guitars. axes at our yeah, disposal. I know, I know. Um. <laughs> right on. Um. Oh, the Wesley. I didn't even think to put that on my list. Damn. Um, oh, well. So five is Parker P38. Number four is my my Fender Jagstang. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Jagstang. Um, yeah, that was my first, like, professional kind of, you know, before that I had the, the PV Raptor Plus. Um, but my Jagstang, you know, it's such a cool, you know, the fact that it's designed by Kurt Cobain, but just the body is so unique. And I just, you know. I love it so much. It's a solid piece of wood. Um, it's pretty great. It's a cool custom guitar. And all the little, like, yeah. uh, switches on top, too. Yeah, there's so many, like, weird, like, in the 60s, maybe it looked futuristic kind of <laughs> design <laughs> aspects to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just a funky, really funky old school guitar. Um, but, yeah. I remember you used to play, uh, used to play that one a lot, dude. That was, like, yeah. your main guitar. For a long, for long, a long time. time. And then... 
uh, and then I got that the Gibson Les Paul special, dude. That's which, such a nice um, guitar. That's my number two. So I'm skipping one because, but chronologically, it works to talk about it now. <laughs> uh, so the Gibson Les Paul special. My dad, me, and him went to the Hate Hate Ashbury Music Center, and they had the guitar for really great price. You can't get a Gibson for under a thousand dollars. And we found this one and it sounded great, but it was like throw up vomit yellow. Uh, and I was like, you got this in any other colors? And they're like store down in Sunnyvale has it in red, cherry red. So my dad was like, get in the car. And we like drove down to Sunnyvale and got it. Um, and yeah, that's been my go-to electric guitar ever since i think i got it when i was like 16 yeah or 17 so um and it's like i a, love that guitar it's like a it's got like just the wood finish on it right like that's how it yeah that's what's it's really a, cool about a it. strained kind of uh finish finish right stained yeah. strained yeah it's one like of stained. one of those like it's not like uh glossy like you know like a full no, no. glossy it's like very the wood is exposed kind of look and that's what yeah. that's what i like about that guitar it just has like that such a like cool organic look to it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, thank you, dad. Uh, um, thank you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> for all our <laughs> guitars here. <laughs> but Hey, we, we um, play the, we play the heck out of them. Yeah. Oh, I, you do. <laughs> I used to, um, number three, cause Gibson was number two. So going back one. So Parker Jagstang, Fender Mustang. Um, I got to play a 1966 Fiesta Red Fender Mustang for like an hour at Guitar Guitar Center. Guitar World? Guitar Center? Guitar Center. Guitar Center. Yeah. Uh, my dad wanted to get it for him, but it was just like 1500 bucks, And he's like, sorry, bud, but it sounds awesome. And like, I've never heard a meteor sounding guitar in my life. Like it just crunched perfectly. Um, and I think about that guitar every so often. I'm just like, man, you know, <laughs> pretty corporate buyout fender, yeah. you know, like, um, ching. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think about that guitar sometimes still. Oh yeah, man. But I, I luckily live right next to Pasadena's, uh, guitar center. So every now and then nice. I pop in there, I'm like, man, I should just try this guitar out. And they have a couple um, Mustangs in there, uh, a couple Mustangs, a couple Jaguars, and a bunch of hollow bodies, which I've been looking at. So nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, but it's cool because I can come here and play it, and like, you know, eventually, like, yeah, you know, you when you play guitar and you like, you kind of cho- like, it's like you choose your your, your weapon, yeah. or whatever you choose. It's like a it definitely calls to you and you know what kind of like sounds you like, I guess, you know, it's like you, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like every person just has, um, you know, depending on how long you've been playing or what kind of sound you're looking for, you know, guitars have so many different, uh, qualities about them and some of them call to you. Right. My, uh, my wife will love this. Uh, it's, it's like you're Harry Potter and you're going into the wand shop for the first time. Oh yeah, you know, the, like the wand chooses it the really, <laughs> yeah, you know, it really is that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, dude. But yeah, but oh, so that's my number f- uh, two, right? Th- or 
three. Three. And then my two's Gibson Les Paul. And um, my number one is a La La Patrie. La Patrie. It's an acoustic. My dad got it for me in Santa Cruz. Um, And it's just... I don't know. I love this guitar with like my whole heart. I've named it Jack because uh, it's all <laughs> jacked up. Because um, you can see where my pick has hit the body so many times from strumming too hard. <laughs> and I've written just so many songs, and it's been with me in so many places. Um, yeah, that is my all-time favorite guitar. And the fact that my dad, like, was like, I'm, you know, my dad has always been really supportive of that, and. Yeah. That always just means the world to me, you know, because like, my dad's not a, he's not a big spender, um, you know. Um, so for him to be like, yeah, let's let's get you this guitar. It sounds good. You know, to, for him to have that faith, you know, always meant the world to me. And that's I think about my dad every time I play. Not every time. That'd be weird when I'm writing a love song or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think about my dad a lot in association with this guitar. Yeah. So I'll, it's kind of funny to think like sometimes guitars especially with some other, like, I guess, personal items, but, like, guitars, too, like, they have that, they carry those memories in there. And, yeah. like, the songs you write, I guess, with them. Uh, so that, that is kind of a cool thing to think about. Like, you think about when you first played it, like, when you first uh, played the show with it or wrote a song on it, um, where it's been, like, you know, places you've moved to and, like, you know, you've written a song or have played it in another room or, you know, another house that you were living in, so... That's kind of crazy to think about, actually. Like, yeah, as, as the as especially as guitars, you know, they last a long time. As far you know, if you take care of them, you know, they are kind of in, unless you sell them or whatever. But um, yeah, they're, they're they carry those memories, which is really cool. And I th- I think that's why a lot of guitar players, especially and also songwriters too, like they just like as they would say, the guitar gently weeps. You know what I mean? Like the there, I feel like it holds so much memories and and uh, and is a good. Uh, I wouldn't say tool, but it is a tool. But uh, what am I trying to? F- I don't know. It's a good like a, trans like just a good translator for like how you want to feel and. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then of course your body, your body sometimes sings with it too. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's it's kind of crazy to think about that, like an instrument in that way, but it does kind of carry and hold certain th- parts of you, I guess, in it, in a way. Yeah. So. God, we're getting deep on top fives. I know, right? <laughs> loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> um, excellent, sir. That's I'm gonna a- have to ask you more uh, instrument related questions. Heck yeah, that was, that was a good one, dude. And I'll ask you more yeah. uh, food-related donut questions. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, so that brings us to um, our weekly uh, movie marathon list. That's what I'm calling it, right? Mm-hmm. This week, at least. Um, and right now, we're in the year 1994. Uh, Shawnee, would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first? Uh, it is still your birthday week, so. You can go first, man. Here, hit it. Okay. Um, number five, Leon, the professional, Leon. Uh, <laughs> a movie by, I believe Luke Besson, um, or Besson for your American. <laughs> the and, accent uh, in there. 
Have you ever seen this movie? I have. I could barely remember it though. So it's uh, it's oh, one of those rewatches I gotta watch again. So uh, I'm butchering all these people's names. Jean Reno or Jean Reno? Jean Jean is uh, yeah. Jean Reno. He's a uh, he he's a professional killer, um, and he lives in this apartment complex with all these seedy people. Some of those seedy people have children, and one of those children is a young Natalie Portman. Um, Gary Oldman is like, I believe he's a cop, but he's like a crooked, insane cop. Yeah. And they put a hit on Natalie Portman's family. She escapes and lives with Leon, the professional. And it's such a really sweet story between the two of them, but it's just brilliant uh, filmmaking. Um, It's really great. It's a really great movie. Number four, The Lion King. Ooh. Um, This one, I remember being in the theater. This is probably my earliest memory of being in the theater. Yeah. Seeing that movie um, with my mom and my my nan. Probably my brother. He might have been too young. He probably was there. (laughs) Um, But then fast forward and... Christine and I's first date was to see the re-release in 3D. So, um, you know, I got to see it twice with special people each time. And then, but the interesting thing is, uh, my screenwriting professor pointed out, Luis, The Lion King has no second act. It's a song. So the (laughs) first act is great, right? Yeah. Um, Of the movie, and you get the death of Mustafa, and then, you know, uh, What's his name? Scar. No, uh, uh, the kid, the main character, uh, Simba. 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 S- Simba runs off, and that should be the second act of the of the movie, where you learn all your lessons and your trials. It's usually the longest part of the movie. Yeah, but that's not what happens. <laughs> he meets Timon and Pumbaa. They sing a song, and then it skips. Nala's like, "Come back!" And he's like, "All right," and they go back, and um, and then the third act begins, and he fights Scar. So it's it's a little it's a little strange, like movie wise. Yeah. <laughs> like I I definitely love Aladdin way more than I love Lion King. Yeah. But same, oh, same here, dude. Yeah. But it has yeah it has that uh, Disney kind of that strange structure right there. A <laughs> little bit. Um, number three, Clerks. Oh, nice. I love Clerks. Um, I was talking with one of my friends. They're like, Clerks doesn't hold up, but I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I I still Kevin Smith's dialogue in that movie and he touches on so many subjects and like the structure of like being one day at a convenience store and like little things that happen throughout the day that, you know, taken episodically, they don't really mean anything. But then by the end, they're like, what happened in that bathroom? And, (laughs) you know, it's such a hilarious, weird, dark moment, but you know, he was laying it all out for you the entire time. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, and Randall is just, you know, <laughs> one of the greatest, greatest movie characters of all time. Um, number two, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, Pulp Clerks Fiction. was my original number two, but then when you think of Pulp Fiction, you're like, how can, it's like, how can Pulp Fiction not be numbered? It's like the the Tarantino staple right there, like one of his. It really highly, is. You know, highly rated movies right there. Um, is it probably? I know for most people, it's probably their favorite Tarantino. Oh, I don't know. Inglorious Bastards. That would be a good top five. Inglorious Bastards has see, been. Okay, let's say that's let's what save I that. say too. Let's save that okay. for another. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. We're on the same page on Tarantino. Though. <laughs> um, 
number one is number is my number t- five on my top five. Okay, just Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> um, but it, I would be remiss if I mentioned 1994 and just Dumb and Dumber because 1994, for those of you who don't remember, was the year of Jim Carrey. He Dude. had Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, and Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, right? And yeah. depending on your sense of humor, all three still hold up, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to varying degrees. And uh, <laughs> like The Mask is a pretty dark film after watching it as an adult. It's really dark, like very adult, um, like a lot of adult themes going on there. As a kid, like yeah. I don't think I caught, caught all that stuff. But I saw it when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so. Oh, what the heck? That's God. It's been that long, huh? It's been. It's yeah. Which which twenty three years? How did he film? Go th- like through filming that? Have you read up on like uh, like how he how that whole year went down for him? Did he like just shoot? I don't know. I that'd be interesting to look into actually. Yeah. But yeah, he just got on a streak right there, and they were all uh, at least box office hits, I believe. Yeah. I don't think any of them flopped. And then, uh, and then we had Jim Carrey take over comedy in the '90s. Like that was that was the big bang of it all, <laughs> um, and it definitely had a huge effect on my life. Um, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not huge into Jim Carrey anymore, but that's all I wanted to be when I was growing up. I remember um, you you dressed up as Ace Ventura for Halloween. I remember that. I did. I dressed up as the Riddler from Batman Forever. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> what you know? Oh man, we're gonna have to do top five Jim Carries. Ooh, that's a good one too. You know what? You know what doesn't get enough credit is uh, the Cable Guy. Yes, another dark one like that can super dark. It's very funny, but also wow, this is like <laughs> this guy has some problems. <laughs> you have to be tuned into the, that type of humor. Yeah. A lot of people, it's really it turns them off, but that movie is hilarious and smart. Yes. Wow. We got so we already got a couple top fives. I was like, damn, we're gonna run out of top fives eventually. <laughs> we, I feel like every I show we just too. create like another top five that we can do or possibly like, do. Let's do that one. Remember it. Oh uh, no. <laughs> uh damn. Sean, yeah, that's good. That's a good one, dude. Yeah, man. What are your favorite films of nineteen ninety four? I put number five Shawshank Redemption. Oh uh, that was a super uh just another very intense drama, like especially with uh, Morgan Freeman's character and and um, Tim Robbins' character, and like this man who is, is so smart, and he you know gets sent to jail. Uh, probably you know he's not guilty, and and then he finds you know finds friendship and finds uh, a way to you know in the end escape and prove his innocence and also bring his friends along with him. So it's kind of a cool story, like very. Uh, just very interesting because it, you know, it just shows this man who has has everything taken away from him, and he still he still tries to find, you know, a balance out of it all, and you know, ultimately ultimately outsmart the the people who put him in there in the first place. So, um, yeah. So Shawshank Redemption. Good choice. Uh, number four, I've got. I put Dumb and Dumber on number four. Um, right on. I do. I do love Dumb and Dumber as far as like. Jim Carrey and um, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels and their chemistry together is is so funny. Uh, didn't care too much for the sequel. But 
I turned it off halfway through. I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, and the other version where they're not playing the same characters. But, uh, oh, yeah. But it's such a, I mean, it's like the dumb comedy, like it's just that kind of comedy where it's like, oh, my God, this is like, like all the things they're doing is stupid. It's like kind of like the Three Stooges. Like they had that yeah, yeah. certain uh, thing about it. Like they did so many different physical and, you know, very animated things. And without knowing they were doing them at the same time. And I thought that was like really funny about the film. Yeah. Samsonite. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> or the best is like, oh, when he's in the restaurant and he looks at the uh, article, he's like, wait, we're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. It's just like, oh my God, dude. That's what makes it so funny. It's, it's like, where is this guy? Where's this guy's head at? And where are these two guys from? You know? When the uh, when the gangster cuts the the bird's head off, <laughs> and Jeff Daniels is like, "Petey died. How would he die? His head fell off. <laughs> His head fell. <laughs> His head fell off. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bird. <laughs> oh, oh, Billy and Forcey. You know what? I, that movie yeah. still makes cracks me up. So I might have to push that to number three, and put oh right on put Lion King on number four. Because nice. again, Lion King, I guess, is it, it shares like another childhood memory. Like it's one of the earliest like films I remember going to the theater. And um, yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy now, like how, how you're saying there's no like second act, kind of seeing it from a different kind of structural perspective. But um, yeah, it still is one of my fondest memories of like Disney animation and kind of the yeah. start of that. And, um, and like, I guess the, I guess, yeah, the, Soundtrack and everything is freaking awesome on it too. Got some Elton John on and it. And James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, great, you know, voice casting. Um, are they having him come back for the the new one that they're or the I guess the live action? Ooh, I don't know. That would be super That'd cool. That'd be really cool. Actually, it'd be Although maybe not after hearing Vader in Rogue One, but maybe. Oh, that's true, huh? <laughs> maybe it'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I just Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Uh, I hope he still got it. I hope he still has it too, man. Um, so that's uh, number three, I guess, for me. Or I guess Lion King number four, uh, Dumb and Dumber number three. Number two, Pulp Fiction is my number two. Nice. I got a little Tarantino Ooh. in there. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction a little bit later in my life. I don't think I saw it when I was like young, young, like it, you know, um, in that time, but it was good because I was at least old enough to kind of like understand the, the themes going on. And I, I feel like a lot of the movies you saw were younger. Like some of them were appropriate for age and some of them were just like, whoa, what's going on here? And then, you know, when you see them as adults, like, oh, there's like other stuff in between the lines that I didn't notice before. I, f- I feel like if we had seen Pulp Fiction when we, when it came out, when we were five, yeah, we would have just been bored. Yeah. You know what there's I mean? A lot, yeah. It's a lot of different, I mean, it's like, I mean, there's definitely a lot of character, you know, switching between characters and, you know, the, and you're trying to kind of piece together like the whole like big, big picture. So, yeah, I totally agree. But with it's you. all mostly conversation. Conversation. Which is what Tarantino does best. Yes. Like. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, but Pulp Fiction definitely stays up there for me. And then number one is Forrest Gump, dude. Tom Hanks as. Nice. As Forrest. Run, Forrest. <laughs> But I don't know, man. It's it's such a like 
I know. I mean, you know, it's it's got like so many different themes going on there, and like you know, there's like this good, this really nice like romance story where this boy who grew up like you know he's kind of slow, and he has this really like good relationship with his mother, um, and he grew up in this town with, and he has this like best friend who's a girl, this girl Jenny, and it's like this really like cool story around that, but also him reflecting on the times that like you know the you know, sixties and seventies and eighties or whatever, like that time of, you know, him living, uh, through history and kind of this character who came from nothing, uh, gets so much recognition and kind of makes his own goals and pushes the limit quite literally in the movie. And also is like randomly put in these like, uh, historical situations where he meets the president or, I don't know. I, got I, remember, I actually remember watching it in, in history class, I think in high school. I forgot who um, had it put on, but it's like there was like the Watergate scandal in it. There's like all the 60s Vietnam stuff. Um, yeah. And then Forrest Gump as a character and like how he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't, he, he's slow and he doesn't, he like he can't walk when he was a kid. And like he's just that like determination and of a character. And, and ultimately the, the woman that, the girl that he, uh, uh, was friends with in the beginning. He ultimately, you know, has that relationship with her in the end. Cause, um, uh, and there's, you know, obviously some heavier themes in that too as well, but, um, it is, I don't know. It's just one of those movies, man. I, I, if it's on TV, I, I watch it all the way through and, and, uh, and enjoy the story. And it's like Tom Hanks. He killed it in that role. It's yeah. It was amazing in it. So yeah, that's my, you can't not love anything Tom Hanks does. Unless it's like Da Vinci Code, yeah. But Termin- Terminal, I mean, I I thought it was okay. Yeah, but it's like he's stuck in a in an airport. <laughs> See, I've I've always been too cynical to to fully enjoy Forrest Gump. Like I I get it, and I feel the same way. When it's on TV, I'll I'll watch it and everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm always just like it's too sentimental, and like it's a really like it's a manipulative movie when you think about like how. It, but I mean, that's what movies do. They manipulate the audience to feel a certain way. So I can't really hate on it for doing that. Yeah. Um, and it's Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. It's Robert one of Zemeckis', Zemeckis like last really good films. Scored, um, scored by Alan Silvestri too as well, which is interesting. Yeah. And um, I actually, the one, I think the one thing I really liked about it the most too was Lieutenant Dan and uh, Forrest Gump's interaction. Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan yeah. is like the best. The best character. Because, like, he doesn't handle Forrest Gump with kid gloves at all. Oh, he yeah. treats him like everybody else, and he's mean to everyone. So it's... But, like, it, yeah. that still, that I guess, that friendship they have that, you know, that builds over time and... Ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> ice cream, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes it and shoves it in the, <laughs> the toilet. The best is, like, uh, when, when they get the fishing boat, and he's like, oh, we got to try my yeah. sea legs. He's like, Lieutenant Dan, you got, you got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's a metaphor, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Uh, wow. Yeah. So that's, but, uh, that's my top. Yeah. We had pretty close top fives, but you know, we all, there's all these different, yeah. um, yeah, there's so many movies in that in 94 and I'm sure there's a couple that we missed on there. That was tough. Um, that was really tough. But I think that was like the year for like Jim Carrey comedy films and um yeah, and some pretty pretty amazing dramas too, I, I would think. 
Yeah. So. Shawshank. I'm sad I didn't I didn't get that one on mine. Yeah. Five is just not enough sometimes. Yeah. You know. Maybe we'll have to graduate to top tens someday. <laughs> Actually, that that would be a cool segment too to do. Maybe like once in a while we'll do like a big top ten or something. That'd be cool. Combine them together. Top five squared. No, squared. that'd be twenty. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be twenty-five. That'd or be do 25. just one big top ten list for one one uh, one topic for the top ten. That'd be cool. I'm down. I'm down. So many so many Let's ideas. I don't know. An imaginary audience, let us know if you're down yeah. as well. You're down with the, in the comments. Top five, top ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shawnee, this brings us to share time with you and me. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to share uh, this week? No, nothing really. I'm excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy coming up this week. Yeah. That's coming Volume up. Volume two. Volume two. Um, Does that come out Friday? I believe so. Yeah. I've, I've right. been so like occupied with so many other things. Like I haven't been in the movies in a while or in a minute. Um, but that's the one movie I'm, I remember being excited about and might also kind of, you know, lead us towards the infinity war stuff. I want to see what's going to happen how they're going to plan it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I don't have too much. But um, might be having some changes happening in the next future, so I will let you know uh, how that goes. So yeah, excellent, cool. How about you, Joe? Do you have anything to share this week? Uh, not really. Um, I will say that um, a big, big thank you to one my folks because uh, for my birthday they got me a bike. Oh yeah, um, that's right. You got a bike. So. Yeah, and then a big thank you to um, my in-laws for taking those bikes to Monterey. Um, they got Christine's bike um, that was in the city. So um, on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, Christine and I went for a bike ride. Um, awesome. Like down uh, kind of along the ocean and then up through, up down Lighthouse uh, in Pacific Grove. And like, it was just so charming. I felt like Albert Einstein <laughs> and, uh, I, I really miss, uh, riding a bike. Um, Christine insisted that, uh, she put her, her basket on the back of my bike. So every time I tried to get on my bike, I like hurt my ankles really bad on the, <laughs> on the damn basket. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. We're trying to figure out a way to get like a, a box or something big enough to put Marty in. Oh, that'd be so Because fun. he'll... Like, you know, we hate being outside and not bringing him up. We feel so guilty. So, um, yeah, trying to figure out a way to do that. But uh, thank you to my folks and my my other folks uh, for for that. So that's pretty excited to be to be biking around town. That's awesome. And in Monterey, <laughs> there's so much beautiful scenery. And you, the area you live in is, is really nice. So um, and it's convenient, dude. You get to bike around. Maybe go to some, you know, record shops or something that you haven't been to or. Exactly, and lose some pounds on this yeah, big boy. It's a, yeah, it's a good way to to uh, work out and get you know. I don't know. It's that's kind of my goal this year too as well. Kind of get more fresh air and um, you know, kind of get out more. And uh, I have my skateboard. I don't skateboard as much as I used to, so I should be going out there and doing that. So go to get fit. Go to get fit. <laughs> But uh, having a bike is pretty good, man. I mean, it also kind of yeah. saves you gas every now and then if you just want to travel to your next, you know, yeah. store or something or whatever. And um, it's funny, like the last 
there's a lot of bike like bicyclists out here in, in LA. There's tons of people who do that, and um, I have a couple coworkers that are into like bicycle racing as well. So uh, yeah, it's 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 its own little world, but it's a cool yeah. thing, man. Exercise is good for you. It's a it's ironic because, like, when I'm driving, I hate people on bikes. Like, yeah. I loathe bicyclists because um, they, you know, they're like, I'm a car. No, you're not. And, like, they don't follow the rules of bike. You know, like, you're supposed to walk your bike across a crosswalk and all this stuff. And, oh, uh, they just, their hand signals, they're so condescending. Like, I am saving the earth. Like, you're just ruining my day. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, now, like I'm just, I'm just one big hypocrite, and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so. Hey, <laughs> did I lose you? Oh no, you still hear me? There you are. Hey, there you are. Hey. Hello? I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Yes, you're back. Yes, you're back. Did you stop recording? Uh, no, I'm still going. Excellent. Yay. Me too. Um, but before we cut out again. Uh, Shawnee, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Sean Day Music, and you can also find me on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Posting up new tracks hopefully soon. And Joe, where can, oh. we, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, but it's private. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll tell you. At Joey Prati. And you can check out my website, JoeyProtiScripts.com. Yeah. Yeah. Please write into the show, leave comments, and uh, let us know your top five in relation to our top five. Um, Shawnee, it's been a heck of a week and uh, a heck of a time here this week, and I wish it didn't have to come to an end. But you know what? We're going to do it next week, so I'm very excited for that. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening. Can't <laughs> 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 <laughs>